1: I'm going to make a big call here and people are going to be surprised given my position as the chairman and founder of the Miguel Almiron fan club. I'm going to say it though, I would start Jacob Murphy ahead of Miguel Almiron on Sunday against Wolves. Hello and welcome to the Everything Is Black and White podcast. It's the Monday show with me, Andrew Musgrove, and our Newcastle United editor, Aaron Stokes. And unfortunately, it's becoming a bit of a routine, this isn't hour to say. Here we are, the Monday show, on the back of yet another Newcastle United defeat. I guess in one way, it's testament to how well they've done that. It was a rarity before about three or four weeks ago. But it's another one that really stings. Of course, losing 2-0 to Manchester City in the grand scheme of things isn't the worst result in the world. Man City clearly one of the best sides in Europe. However, when you are handing Man City goals on a plate, it stings a little bit more than if you were beaten by proper quality.
0: Yeah, look, I think you've hit the nil on the head there. I think if you zoom out, look at the results solely as a, you know, 90 minutes of football, you can't be too disappointed that they haven't taken anything away from the Etihad. Um, as you say, you know, one of the best sides in the world. It is obviously a little bit worrying that the same sort of pattern is repeating. We saw it against Liverpool, Manchester United, and Manchester City, where Newcastle United are getting a few really good chances and just not seemingly being able to finish them, but um. Yeah, positive negatives, but look, we didn't know how good we had it, did we, at the start of the season when we were coming in every Monday, reacting to wins. But, yeah, hopefully they can start getting back on that uh, that winning streak sooner rather than later. I think
1: more than anything, it's just, it's just really frustrating because, yet again, Newcastle really uh, are their own worst enemy in many ways because they're creating chances, but they're not putting them away. And then at the back, where they were so strong for so long careless, basic errors are just creeping into the game. Kieran Trippi, unfortunately, guilty again against Manchester City of giving the ball away in a proper dangerous area and then Newcastle couldn't react and, and Bernardo Silva ended, ended up scoring the goal. It's really frustrating, here because they're basic errors which you shouldn't be doing in the Premier League, but also because of how good it was you know, before, before the World Cup.
0: Yeah, I, I think... You know, I know it was a change back for on Saturday because obviously Fabian Shea had to come out but um, the defence just don't seem to have the solidity that they had three or four weeks ago and was, was too much put on this um, clean sheet run? Was it on the players' minds too much? Did we mention it too much so that now they have started conceding it was a bigger blow than it needed to be? I, I don't know but I, for whatever reason the defence aren't I'm
1: going to I'm going to disagree with you there because as I said right at the start, if it was proper quality or just you know, just a, yeah, but it's just the errors. The errors are what are so frustrating because you look back, at the goals are conceded in the last six weeks or so, you would say all of them have pretty much been avoidable. And you know, it, it, and by what I mean by that, you know, they're not thirty-yard wonder strikes. They're not, Peter Beatty running through and, and put one in the top corner. These are goals which you know. Sp- three months ago when you cast United were not conceding again on Saturday giving the ball away in such a dangerous area instead of just putting it in a touch or whacking it up the field it's it's inexcusable and you know you, you can talk about putting too much pressure on having a good run where you're not conceding too many goals you're keeping all these clean sheets I get that I get that but that doesn't mean that you kind of go ah well you know it's one straight pass or it's he's let his marker run once, you know, we'll, we'll get over that. Because these are the things, basic things, which you should be doing in the Premier League.
0: Yeah, I think I think Saturday was two very much avoidable goals. I think the first one, I'm not, look, it's easier said than done and I'm not a professional footballer, but you've got to try and put a foot in on, on Foden and I think they were scared to bring him down. They were scared to, you know, try. I mean, Foden is obviously so quick. A wicked deflection, which, you know, might might have changed Pope's ability to save it. Second one, as you say, it's inexcusable. They, they were sloppy in possession throughout that second half, and, and that goal pretty much summed it up to give it away. You can't give City chances like that, can you, at all, because they're just going to gobble them up, which is what they did. So um, there's stuff to put right for the next two games, which are now huge, crucial, crucial games um, to try and get the season back on track. I mean, we could be sat here tomorrow... With Newcastle in seventh, which they probably haven't been since you know August, so yeah, something needs to change at both ends of the pitch. You 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 think
1: something needs to change in this studio right now because it is absolutely freezing, <laughs> isn't it?
0: it is, yeah. Really, really yeah, cold. I'm actually
1: day. shivering. I've put the heating on, but it's just not coming on. It's absolutely balding. <laughs> Goodness me, it's a bit like Newcastle United uh, goal scoring antics. It's, yeah. it's 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 frozen. How are feeling about that? Because, again, creating chances and, again, just not taking them and in the Premier League against the top sides like Manchester City, like Man United the week before in the final, when the chances come your way, you've got to take them.
0: I'm going to be completely honest. I think Howe got it wrong Saturday. I think Callum Wilson shouldn't have started and I get Howe wants to back him and Howe knows that, you know, if he comes good again, he's really going to come good as we've seen so many times. But, there was nothing in that Manchester United performance that showed me he should start it on Saturday. And Isaac, again, keeps coming off the bed. What more can he do to start, whether that's in place of Wilson or whether that's on one of the wings or behind him? I think how got it wrong and Newcastle had chances Saturday that they really needed to take. I mean, the Wilson of old absolutely gobbles that chance up, doesn't he? In the middle of the penalty area where he, where he mishits it. Um, Longstaff, you know, probably took one touch too many in his chance in the first half. Isaac's uh, had one when he came on. I think I got it wrong with, with his selection on Saturday.
1: Why is he sticking with Wilson? Because you, we talk about loyalty and you know, you, many maybe would have thought he would have been loyal to, to Ryan Fraser, but of course that's gone down, down the other route and he's now training within 21. So it's not like the loyalty to the old Bournemouth players, is it? Is it loyalty to... I don't know, to him thinking Callum Wilson's just got the ability and one goal will set him off again. I mean, like you say, you were sitting here thinking, well, what more can Alexander Iza really do? He, he, again, he's done more in his cameo performance than Callum Wilson's done in, what, the 60-odd minutes that he had on, on, on from the start. And I, I just think the loyalty, you can look at it both ways. You can say it's a it's good and bad thing, you know. But we're now at the stage of the season where really sentiment can't come into it, you know, Newcastle United are in this kind of downward spiral, they've fallen from fourth, you know, The like you say, results, they could end up in seventh by the time the the next play, Wolves are on a high, you know, the tough tough choices when it comes to selection has to have to be made for the next two games, obviously starting with Wolves on, on Sunday.
0: Yeah, look, you, you've just said there, you know, how it is maybe hoping that, he gets one goal and, and it you know springs a bit of life, but he scored against West Ham, took the goal really, really well, and since then we've had three performances where he's been completely anonymous off the ball. So is he seeing something that we're not behind the scenes in training? Because I can't... And, and I will say this, I don't actually know whether Isaac's best position is as a number nine, but I think you've certainly got to try it because whatever's work, whatever's been tried at the minute isn't working. Wilson just looks, as, as we keep saying every week, he looks a shade of a former self. Um, and, I, and I don't know, I, I, is it loyalty? You you, you can see when Howe talks about Wilson, how much respect he's got from, him. Um, they've obviously got a fantastic work relationship. And look, let's not forget, Callum Wilson has been an absolute gem of a signing for this club. On his day, there are few better strikers in the Premier League, but at this moment in time, it just isn't working. And I think... For him personally, he needs a rest, a break out of this team, you know, a bit of time on the bench just to try and you know relight that spot again to get him going at for the end of the season.
1: Yeah, there's no doubt in his ability what he's done for the club and where he ranks in terms of that second tier of number nines. Once you get out of the the le- level of Shearer, Milburn, and and Supermark, you know, Callum Wilson is up there with the likes of. Pappé CC, maybe even Andy Cole in some people's minds. He's a fantastic striker, he's a worthy striker of that number nine, but it's not happening at the moment. And when you've got someone like Alexander Isak who is now working back to to, to match fitness, and maybe that's maybe one of the reasons Eddie has decided against using him um, as often as some of us would like. You know, Sunday, Alexander Isak has to start. He should have started against City. He should have started against Manchester United, in my opinion. Of course, Eddie, Eddie. Howe is on the training ground day and day out and makes those decisions. But I think there'll be there'll be there'll be an interesting reaction should Callum Wilson start ahead of Alexander Isak on Sunday against Wolves.
0: I think there'll be a very negative reaction if he starts ahead of Isak against Wolves because you know the sentiment. I think what we've said so far in this part. I think fans are starting to agree with. I think they're itching to see Isak start. Um, Could we see them start together?
1: Or was that too much of a risk, considering if one gets injured or one gets sent off, and you are literally down to one striker yet again.
0: Nah, I don't think I don't think the risk thing comes into it. I know I know they've only got two central strikers, and um, but I don't think you should that should ever be a reason not to play them together. I think the only reason I can't see them playing together, and by the way, they have looked very very good together. I think they bring out you know qualities in each other. Isaac looks really suited to playing in that ten role, but. It means a system change and we just have not seen how want to deviate from this tried and tested formation and setup that he always goes for. It would mean, you know, if you play Isaac off him, you drop a midfielder out and you have two sitting with Jolton suspended, I don't think he'll do that. As I've said, I think you need to give him a run of games in this number nine position to see whether that is his position. Whether he can make it his own or whether you maybe need to start thinking about changing it and playing him elsewhere and potentially playing the two of them together.
1: But again, it is it's 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 two answers, isn't it? It's it's one what we as journalists as as fans think should happen, and of course it's Eddie Howe. So Sam asks there: Do you think I will be tempted with a change of system? I don't. It'll be personnel at most, but the system will remain because I think. How is very much of the mindset? It you know it's 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 one goal or it's one result, and then the good the good times will roll again.
0: And 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 the system does work. It's worked for seventy five percent of the season. If in yes, they've lost three games on the bounce, but they've never rolled over in any of them. They've more than matched their opponent in certain situations during the game. The system does work. I mean, it, on another day against City, they could have snatched a draw on Saturday fair play the cup final was probably taken out the hands because of two goals in six minutes liverpool you know even with 10 men they could have got something from the game so the system is working um so i i don't think he changes that you know that sort of four three3 that we've seen
1: and i guess you know the 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 defense is as you say that the system is working it, it he can't do anything other than send the players on at the pitch you know in those 90 minutes it's down the players to Put the ball in the back of the net. Joe Linton should have had a goal. You know, look, also plays it a big part in it. It's down to the players to seize the opportunities. And, like you say, for the large part, of the system is working. You just wonder whether now is the time. Well, it is the time, in my view, for personnel change. And I actually don't just mean up top as well. I think, I think, I, th- and I'm going to make a big call here. I and mean, people are going to be surprised given my position as the chairman and founder of the Miguel Almiron fan Club. So, I'm gonna say it though I would start Jacob Murphy ahead of Miguel Mewan on, on Sunday against Wolves. I think the last two appearances by Jacob Murphy I know he's only what probably been forty five minutes between both in the final and then the last thirty minutes against Sydney. he just looks like the only man who's putting the ball in the box. He just looks like the only man with any end product. Mm.
0: You know what it is, you're not the fit you're not the only person to say that. I mean, I got a text from a good friend of mine after the game Saturday and said the same thing and I don't think there's any denying Jake Murphy has been very good in his last two cameo appearances. He he did you know, try and make things happen in the Cup. Finally he was good on Sunday on Saturday, sorry. Is it is he really the man to solve the but Something the something has
1: to change. And and <laughs> Is it just Wilson out and Isaac in? Because there's other elements that aren't working. And look, I'm a big, big fan of Miguel Almirón. You know, I know we jest about the fine Club, but I, I I literally am. I genuinely am a massive fan of him. But I just think, you know, maybe it's time just to take him out for just this game, maybe, and he can come on as a sub. And I just think. Something something has to change because it's not working across the field really in terms of that end product.
0: I'm I'm not I'm not disagreeing with you on Almiron. I, I do think maybe he could also benefit from rest. I would really like to see Almiron actually as an impact sub because he's got so much pace and so much you know, he puts so many yards in. I'd love to see him, you know, actually having a go at a tired defence. I just don't think when you I don't have the stats to hand right now, but if you look back the last four or five seasons, how many assists and goals has Jacob Murphy got? I don't think he's the answer. And for that reason, I think Miggy probably keeps his place. I, I would personally like to see him maybe have a bit of a rest. Do you stick Maxi on the right? And I know we haven't got to Maxi yet, but I would have also started him on Sunday. I think it was... Is there something going on behind the scenes with Maxi? Because he had... A very uh, well. He had a decent cup final. He had played a very good game against Liverpool. You think he's maybe starting to come back to form, and he's the one that gets dropped Saturday. I'm not sure. I think he should have started Saturday. I think he's actually started, and I would like to see Miggy drop out. Gordon, I was surprised to see him thrown in from the outset, but he's an option that he could maybe play on the right. It's it's a good headache for how to have, but you just we can't sit here and we can't say we're confident he's going to change it Sunday, and that's annoying because the players that are in favour stay in favour and I think it, when it's not working, they should mix it up a bit.
1: Yeah, I think you can literally, from Howard's point of view, maybe only see two changes, one that's, well, th- three maybe, one that's in force in terms of Joe suspended, mm-hmm. Isaac comes in, but even that, I'm not I'm, I'm, not entirely sure that's 100% guaranteed and then if shares fit, I can see him coming back in for, for LaSalle's. Just on my point about Murphy, I mean, I'm getting some absolute pelters here in the comments uh Truel says Murphy plays well when he comes on as a sub not as a start. Derek says you've lost the plot seriously Murphy for Miggy. Uh John says I'm you a top scorer man we need to bring in target on the left which is the other change I think I would like to see as well. So we have uh but we have more options rather than just down that side. Uh, but Ben says Miggy is too predictable. So maybe 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 my 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 you know, change has got some fans. are too predictable with no right foot, which also limits the chances uh, for the strikers. But yeah, I just think for that game, you know, you're going in with all due respect against lesser opposition. Maybe the likes of Miggy a little bit tired. Take him out, bring him on in an hour if you need him, and then you can maybe restart him uh, in, in, in in the game after. But I just would like to see Murphy... I think he's earned it over the last the last couple of
0: games. Uh, no, nah, i just... I've got nothing against Jacob Murphy, but I just think, as, as some of the comments have suggested, there <sighs> turning to Jacob Murphy is the man who's trying to get your season back on track. I just can't see it, and I just think he is so much better coming on as an impact sub than starting. And I just think his record over the last couple of years, you know, is proof for that. So I would I wouldn't be you know too upset to see Miggy drop out, but I, I just don't think Murphy's the man to... To, to change this team.
1: To kind of phrase, says I'd use Murphy as a wing back if we're chasing the game. Well, fingers crossed, kind of phrase, we're not in that state on, on Sunday where we're chasing the game. It's interesting on the other side, we mentioned Maxi, should he have started against Manchester City, one of the better players in the final. Um, I mean, there is there is an argument maybe you could see Gordon drop into the midfield in place of Joe Linton, although Joe Willick is back and again didn't do anything wrong in the, in the, the brief cameos we've had since his injury. It, what happens in that? Let let I guess we start with the middle three because if you're picking Joe Willick, which I think you will be, yeah. it's then between Gordon and Saint Maxman for that that place on the left.
0: Yeah, I think I think it's a good option to have Gordon as, as potentially as attacking midfielder down the middle. But I think I would have to go Willick, Longstaff, Bruno, Sunday. I think it's proven this season that it's worked. Um, I can't see how making a drastic change in those midfield three when Wilix came back and, and he's and he's back to full fitness. So that would be my three. Maxi, as I've said, I, I think he should have started Saturday. I would definitely start him against Wolves. I think it's it's a perfect game for him. Um, is there
1: a change at left back then? In that case, is Dan Burn out and Matt Target in?
0: Um, potentially. I, th- I think the lack of minutes for Target is maybe a bit concerning. I'm surprised he hasn't had more. I know obviously he came off the bench against City, but you know, only for a brief period. If he is fully up to speed behind the scenes, I would like to see Target brought back in. We have mentioned it before on the part about they don't create enough down the left. We see how much Trippia does down the right. There needs to be a similar sort of thing from fullback on the opposite flank. Um I was actually quite surprised to see Lascelles come back in. I was surprised he didn't maybe move Byrne into centre back and play target. I don't know whether he's Maybe a bit hesitant about playing Botman at you know the right of the back too, but um, yeah, I, I, again, I, I wouldn't be too upset to see Target brought back in as well. I think this system has worked for a long time. They've had a fantastic season. It's starting to dry up at both ends. At home, Sunday, less opposition. I think it's the time to try something new. So Target, Maxi, maybe dropping Miggy out. I think any of those changes I'm up for.
1: One thing we were talking about off camera and again I'm probably gonna get some pelters in the live comments here, but I'm gonna go with it anyway. How much on your cast night struggling with Kieran Trippier's recent form? Because in my view, he's been at fault for quite a few of the goals in recent weeks, you know, letting his marker run again on Saturday giving the ball away. And for a man who has set the bar so high in terms of what he can do, his leadership, his quality on the ball, he's struggling, in my view, in, in recent weeks. His his delivery of corners and free kicks has been shocking. They often now don't beat the first man. And I think Newcastle are really struggling. And they also haven't got a viable replacement for Kevin Tripp yet right back where, you know, who was pushing him and pushing him uh, to, to, you know, potentially who could replace him on, on, on Sunday. And I think, again, we... You have to keep everything crossed. That Keane Trippier finds the form that he had right at the start of the season. You know, last season before he got injured, because he's a massive part of this team. Is a massive part going forward, but right now, his level of performances is a massive blow at Newcastle United.
0: Yeah, I think it's quite interesting that everybody talks about how Wilson hasn't been the same player since the World Cup, But actually, I think you could say the exact same for Trippier. Undoubtedly, makes this team better. You know his leadership is you know unrivalled in that start eleven, but as you touched on, he, you know he just seems a little bit off the pace. I think there's recent performances have dipped below what we've been used to. You look back at some of the goals they've conceded from set pieces recently. West Ham for Paquetá, it was his fault at the back post. Bournemouth he should have done better. Sunday, uh, Saturday when he gave the ball away for for Bernardo's goal. I think he. I think it's been a long season for these players and I think going to the World Cup, him and Wilson have clearly came back um, and it's affected that club form and as you've touched on there, the only problem is, is you know, I personally, I wouldn't like to see Manquio back in for him. I think it, it would just make the the level of the team drop. Ha- Harrison Ashby can't get in the team. I don't think they've got any other choice but to stick with Trippier or as somebody said in the comments, maybe move Murphy back to right back but... I can't see Trippier being dropped,
1: uh, you know. No, I can't. But then that maybe also is is another, you know, note of, of maybe the issues is that not not necessarily, you know, specifically on 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 keeping Trippier, but in, in general, you know, they are lacking options to 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 who they can switch in and switch out. You know, if someone is having a bad run, you know, or do they really have the option to take players out and? Really, the answer—the answer is no. They don't have a viable option for Hugh and Trippie to take out, and across really across the, the the squad, you know, there's not much option. They've got pretty much their full squad now, except Fabian Cher as well to choose from. Um, but would you say there's any real game changers on the on on the bench? I know you bring Isaac on, but what I'm you know, if you were, I think in an idea world you might play Wilson and Isaac together. And then, you know, that leaves a lack of a striker on the bench. I, th- I think the, the lack of squad depth is really showing now.
0: Um, it's a, it's un, unquestionable that they're short. We knew they were short in January. We knew they were short on deadline day. We've, we've known it ever since. They are light in numbers in, in a lot of areas. But actually, one thing I did notice before the game on Saturday is that they actually had a very, very strong bench for the first time. You look at that bench on Saturday, Isaac, Maxi, Willick all to come on. Um, I feel like there was another person as well that I'm missing. Uh, Anderson. They had a bench of game-changers Saturday. Isaac, Willick and Maxi all come on at the same time and instantly, you know, they could have actually equalised that moment and a moment later, City go up the end and score. So actually, let's just say, in a hypothetical sense, Isaac, Maxi and Murphy start on Sunday across the front three. All of a sudden, you've got Gordon, Wilson and Miggy to come off the bench. They do have a much, much stronger team um, in terms of their bench than they had, but it's undeniable that they're short still. That midfield, I mean, and obviously missing two games. Should anything happen to Bruno, obviously touch what it doesn't. They're, you know, they're drastically short.
1: John is back. You might remember John from previous episodes. Thank you for tuning in, John. He says, so much negativity on here. We aren't playing badly. We don't get all the negativi- negativity. You'd think we were playing awful, the way you guys are talking. And I accept your point, John. I get where you're coming from, but did you not maybe say something the week before and the week before that? This, the point being is that Newcastle and I are playing well, but the end product's not there. They're not winning games. And saying saying they're playing well only gets you so far, because Newcastle, as we say, could be out of a European spot, couldn't they? Um Next time they play, because you know the, the because of all the, the permutations or what have you, you know how far does that get you? Yes, they're playing well, but you know they're not
0: winning games. Yeah, and if I'm completely honest, I think we've been fair in this podcast. I think we've talked about the positives. We've said that on a different day they could have had a result on Saturday. They played that well. Obviously, we've touched on Liverpool as well. How they really should have gotten something from that game, even with ten men. So. You know, that only gets you so far. We've seen three defeats on the bounce. You know, their form is, you know, the worst it's been this season in terms of results. Uh, Yes, we can try and put the positive spin on it, but the truth of the matter is, they're sliding down this table and something needs to change to get them, you know, back in the hunt for the top four.
1: It needs to be goals. And on that, we'll hear from Eddie Howe now speaking after the game against Manchester City, where he was asked whether he's concerned about the lack of goals in the United team at present? I'm not going to lie and say it's not a concern, because of course it is, but I think if you're cre- still creating them, and we did today, and not, not in abundance because you're playing one of the best teams in world football, but we, we had the moments. I back the players over long term that we will, we will start scoring again. But we need to, um, that's a fact, because the, the confidence of the team is dependent on it really, so um, it's certainly something for us to reflect on.
0: Does his performance give you more food before next week? I think mean, that's
1: two impressive cameos from, from the thing. Yeah, certainly it does. I think he's, he's growing and learning and developing all the time. And I was pleased with his introduction. I was pleased with all the subs' impact when they came on today. Uh, and that's a good sign for the future for us. OK, any more? OK, thanks everybody. Thank Cheers. You. You. So there we have it, Eddie Howe after the game against Manchester City. What did you, what did you make of his comments?
0: I'm just sat here watching that and I'm just thinking, it's just nailed on, he starts Wilson Sunday. He keeps talking about chances being created and they're creating, which they are, they're creating them, but they're creating an absolute perfect chance for Callum Wilson on Saturday and he couldn't take it. So, I don't know, I just think with Eddie Howe, as we've said, he likes to stick with the team that he's picked. You know, yes, they've lost three on the bounce, but...
1: But we've seen we have seen him be brutal when he needs to be. Sean Longstaff coming out at half time in the final. Ryan Fraser being chucked into to the reserves, you know. He is capable of making these tough decisions and that is what now has to happen in the next couple of weeks. You know, you may be Bessie I'm not saying he is a tall Bessie Marais with <laughs> Callum Wilson, but you might really like him as he clearly does. But there's no room for sentiment here. This is you know, there's there's a lot being said about perspective and we, we've you know, we've taken that line out as well. You know, we we've said many times on this podcast. Remember when Newcastle were this time last season? Remember when Newcastle were at the turn of the air, You know, staring relegation in the face, looking like they were going down. Eddie Howe comes in, he saved the day, brilliant. But I also think that only gets you so far. You know, we have to stop looking behind and we have to start looking forward, and that rolls into the no sentiment as well. If it's not working, you've got to change up. You've got a sixty million pound striker there who will. Will get you 10 15 goals a season easily, I think, in the seasons to come. Now is the time when you're in a bad run of form to just change it up. And you know, I just we've we seen you how do be capable of making them tough decisions. We need to see more of them in the coming weeks.
0: And he's got nothing to lose because I think if we get to St James's Park on Sunday and an hour before kick-off, we see Isaac starting, I don't think there'll be any complaints. You know, I don't think any of the fans really, you know, there isn't too many advocating for Wilson to stay in this team. So I I think it's the perfect opportunity to make that brutal decision. And and I just hope that he actually does that.
1: Baz, down on the says it's not negativity. If players are out of form, it's fact. And then we also have uh, Sam there saying... Isaac needs a run of games. I mean, we've got Johnny here with a lovely big comment here. So let me read this. We are a defensive unit from at to keeper, all set up to defend and press high. Isaac and Max you aren't as effective in that system, so that's why they don't start. All our success has been via the system, so it's a much tougher call for Eddie to make that. Uh, that has been banded around. Changing Wilson for Isaac, for example, changes the system and high press. It's a risk and not a risk worth taking. I. Uh, I agree with some of what uh, Johnny says there, Newcastle are a pressing side, but in recent weeks we haven't seen it, I think because they're a little bit tired. And, you know, the the pressing nature that we saw of Wilson early on, which was, was smart on, isn't there anymore. It's, you know, he's, he's not closing down as quickly and as effective. And it's not just him, it seems to be a team thing. I do think their legs have caught up with them, you know, they're tired because they put everything in at the start of the season. And, as good as Wilson is at pressing, he's paid for goals. Can, I, he's can I, goals. can I be
0: honest, I actually think that they pressed really well for the first 20 minutes on against City on Saturday until that first phone goal went in. Newcastle were actually really, really um, you know, trying to play on the front, front. It was an end-to-end game. They were really trying to put City under pressure. Um, but as you said, I just don't think they were able to do that for the full game because you know, yes, maybe they are tired as a group, maybe, you know, the game just slipped away from them. Um but I actually thought, you know, one of the 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 viewers clearly want positives and that's a positive that I definitely thought from Saturday was, was the way the press city really does.
1: And Johnny says it's not a worth not a risk worth taking against Liverpool, United and City is what he said. I missed that bit off the comments, so I do apologise there, Johnny. But in reality, I'm gonna disagree with Johnny. Then say it's it's definitely a, a risk worth taking in a in a cup final if you've got a striker who you think's gonna score more, a better chance of scoring. I I thought Isaac was in a much better position than Wilson for that final, and I would have played them against against City as well. But I get where Johnny's coming from in terms of that defensive aspect. But again, you win games via scoring goals, and that's just not happening. It, it, it's got to be Isaac, hasn't it, on on Sunday?
0: Yeah, look, I think Izak's, you know, he's taking a little bit of time to get up to speed with how this team plays, but I think we've seen recently in recent games, albeit a lot of it off the bench, he's worked out how to play in this team, he can play across a number of positions and the team don't look any worse for it, they actually look really, really good when he's on the ball or he's off the bench, so... Yeah, I think it's it's pretty conclusive for me. I would love to see him start Sunday.
1: And Les says, don't believe players should start because of their price tag. 100% agree with that. Uh but on merit, but yes, Isaac Gordon and ESM from the start on, on Sunday. And that would be an, a, a very attacking, uh, attacking forward three. Gordon, big money as well, £40 million. You million. Know, we're still waiting for him to really Take off, but I, I you know I, he's got a big future in Newcastle. And you know, if he starts on on Sunday, which I think he will, it could be his chance to really introduce himself to the to the crowd. And you know, this is what I can do.
0: I'd like to see that front three. To be fair, I think, as I've said, I think it was it was quite harsh on Maxi for him to drop out Saturday, given us you know the nature of his performances recently. um Gordon Frawley didn't do too much on uh, at yeah, the Had. I think you know he's. He seems to have adapted the system. He looks very lively when he does getting the ball and, and obviously he's back like down the middle. I think that as a, as a front three um is really good. I think if you add target in that mix down the left, it makes them so much better. Look going forward. And look, this Dan Burt's had a fantastic season. Um he's really, really surprised a lot of people at left back, but the, the fact of the matter is he isn't the fact of the matter is he isn't a natural left back and he doesn't offer enough going forward. Now in this team, Eddie Howe's, you know, big on how how many chances they're creating. I think Target, if he's up to speed, creates a lot more going forward and would actually really benefit Maxi, you know, down that left hand side.
1: Um JV says we're not tired, we play one game per week. It's reduced work rate by the front three. We're talking about potential changes. Uh, Roger asked before, Aaron, can you see Eddie Howe making three unenforced changes I mean that's the thing he doesn't like to change so is he really going to bring Target in if Dan Burns fit and raring to go is he really going to bring Isaac in if Wilson's fit and
0: raring to go can you see it? Uh, maybe, I'm, <coughs> maybe I'm just hoping more than believing that's going to happen um, look I, I don't know he's, he's very very settled I think Shaw walks back into that team I wouldn't be surprised if, if he sticks with Burnett left back Um Willick coming back in and then it, it's all about the front three for me and um as I said he's got nothing to lose this Sunday. It's a home game that they need to win. The vast majority of fans are gonna be asking for changes. I think I think this is the week to do it. Whether he will as is, is you know a different thing.
1: Sorry, I'm chucking my mobile phone away there. I'm just uh, getting a handkerchief I wipe my nose. Um the kind of phrase is play, target, get some goals and then big Dan Burn on to see the game out. John uh, job done simples. well there we go. Maybe, you know, he can go in and tell Eddie how that or her, uh, it's kind of crazy, I'm not sure. Uh, but um, what else have we got here? We've got Johnny saying, put, well, I can manage to click the comment there. We've got Johnny saying, put Target in versus Wolves. And I think the dynamic massively changes. We are far too predictable down the right-hand side. I think the consensus in the comments is, Isaac in, is yeah. Target in, uh, is Alan St-Maximin in? So you know, I think that is generally what people are, are going for, which you would think Gordon drops out in in terms of what our listeners and viewers are saying here. Um, I, I, yeah, I do think Target is a must. I, you know, I if if he's if he's match, I mean, he's not going to be match fit, is he? But if he's fit enough to be on the bench, he's fit enough to if get. If he can
0: get an hour out of him, yeah, give it a go. Now come on then, give us give us your team, including Jacob Murphy. Who are you? If you're Eddie Howe. Howe's well, out sick, and you're the gaffer Sunday. Who are you picking?
1: Nick Pope. Yeah. Harrison Ashby. No, I'm, jo- I'm joking. I'm joking there. Uh, Nick Pope, Kieran Trippier. Yeah. If Fabian Share is fit, uh, then he comes back in for 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 LaSalle's. Although I did say off camera that you know Lascelles did it did, didn't do anything, didn't put a foot wrong against one of the world's L- best LaSalle
0: strikers. Can, I, I can't believe we've got this far on the pod, and we haven't actually spoken about Lascelles because I thought he was very, very good on Saturday. Now that's he started two games a season in the Premier League. Admittedly, Newcastle United have lost both of them: Liverpool and, and Saturday. But he's not looked out of place, has but he? But he's looked very, very good. He, I thought he, he measured. He got the measure of Harland um, Saturday. He kept him very quiet. I thought he had a really, really good game.
1: And I, and I think obviously Botman, big future ahead of him. But it's going to be a real test of his character now because two own goals, Newcastle losing. It's going to be interesting to see. If that's just that's not even in his mind, you know this happens in football. Centre backs are going to score on goals, or if it does affect him, and it's going to be it's going to be intriguing to see how how he plays against Sunday against some some exciting and um, you know fast players as well that Wolves have got. Do you think he'll be all right? There'll be no kind of uh, impact on him, despite the fact he he has scored two and goals in the last the last two weeks.
0: No, I think I think he's been absolutely fine. I think you know. The Rashford one was unfortunate. The Ford mum's was unfortunate. It had nothing to do with him. Um, I thought he's actually played quite well the last two games. I don't think he's looked out of place whatsoever. Um, so yeah, I, th- I think he'd be absolutely fine. But I think he looked good alongside LaSalle's inside. Saturday. Well, see, but sorry, that's the I'm, thing.
1: So do do, do you keep Lascelles in then?
0: Sorry, I I interrupted you there when you're talking to your team. So you might have been saying you wanted to keep Lascelles in. I don't know. But I
1: did yeah. I did say this morning when I came in the office that for me Lascelles could keep his could keep his his place. Fabian share, I mean, he has to be 100%, you know, fit. If not, it's LaSalle. I mean, did Oh,
0: oh I'll bring share back. bring share oh, back. Uh, Say, uh, me, yeah. yeah,
1: and then for me, it is, it is target, a left-back. But I could quite easily see Dan Byrne remaining there. I, I, unless Eddie Howe's forced to, I can see it being Dan Byrne staying, But me, it would be target. Then into the midfield, I think... Sean Longstaff hasn't had the best of games uh, of late against City. He was very fortunate that he managed to buy a free kick. I'm not really sure what the referee was looking at when he goes down under pressure from De Bruyne because he literally falls to the floor and the referee awards a free kick when it wasn't a foul in my view. De Bruyne was in that would, you know he just wants too too long on the ball, um, and I wonder if in an ideal world you had the options you would take him out and rest him a little bit and just give him you know a week or so. Um, out with the start in eleven, you can bring him on. So
0: is that what you're
1: doing? Sunday? I would do, but have they got the options?
0: No, don't.
1: With Joe, with big Joe out suspended, who's going to be a massive, massive loss. You know, they have not got the options to take Sean Longstaff out of the the firing line for for this game. So it'll be Sean Longstaff. It'll be Bruno. I think it'll be Joe Willick. It would be a toss up for it me. It should be Willick, I think.
0: Willick. I think I think it will be. Willick I, hadn't really, if I'm being honest, hadn't put a foot wrong before he got injured, and I think, you know, that he does not look out of place at all playing on the on the sort of left of that three. I think he's got to come back in.
1: I think I think it will be. I mean, I think you you he could maybe see Gordon playing that, or Elliot Anderson as well. You know, he was really unlucky against Liverpool that he uh, had to had to come off after Nick Pope's red card. But yeah, I think it probably will be Joe Willick. Then on the left, do you know what? I think it'll be Gordon. I don't think he'll change it. No, I think it'll this be Gordon.
0: This isn't what you think. This is what you would... This is. I want to know what you, is, as the gaffer, who are you starting?
1: Gordon. Gordon had Gordon a Sir one.
0: and Murphy and Izak.
1: Yeah. So take Miggy out, bring him off on an hour if, if need be, drop Wilson, bring in Izak and play Gordon.
0: I would, I was going to have to disagree. With you. I think I think most of the teams. I mean,
1: you you've led me down that path there just to disagree with I me. No, I've you?
0: <laughs> hey, i I'm, I'm I left that in your capable well, hands, yeah. your kit yeah, and you Look, I know what you're going to say first thing around. again again.
1: For me, Murphy starts on on Sunday.
0: No, Murphy doesn't start on Sunday. Um, I agree with most of that team. Seventy five percent of it, I would bring Target back in. Um, if he's fit, I agree with the midfield three. I think it should be Willick, Longstaff, Bruno. I'm gonna go Maxi down the left, Isaac down the middle, and Gordon down the right. And I would drop Miggy and Wilson, and I would have Murphy off the bench. Because he because he's an impact player, and 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 that's what he's been proven to do. And I think Miggy needs a rest, and I think Isaac has shown enough. And Maxi should have started so. That's, that's my front three. Just
1: today. to be clear, because Sam Mulner of Newcastle Fans TV is put president of the Miggy fan club drops him. Firstly, rests him, right? When you get the terminology correct, I'm resting Miguel Almiron. And secondly, yeah, that shows leadership. Doesn't show blind faith. You know, it shows I'm I'm here to make the tough decisions. Exactly. That being said <laughs> that being said, we put our Eddie Eddie Howe hat on. It's Pope, it's Trippier, it's Cher, it's Bottomman, it's Byrne, it's willick it's Bruno it's Longstaff it's Gordon it's Miggy, it's Wilson
0: maybe but look Saturday I don't think any did nobody really expected Gordon to start and he started Gordon um and I think mean, that's probably the only change that nobody expected but he can at times surprise us and I just hope that you know we're eating away someday when he surprises us.
1: Derek says if Cher isn't fit, then he agrees burning burning in the centre back and target in. Otherwise, let it be.
0: Hang on, I hope I hope that is I hope that's not a typo or autocorrect. I hope he really has called Fabian Cher fabulous. Because if, if so, I think we need to steal that for for future I, I think he's I think that's I think fabulous.
1: he's uh, he's he's written fabulous. Yeah, on purpose there. But yeah, I mean that's the option. Burn could come in in, in the centre back. But I, I think if you're looking at Peck, you know what I've order at centre back, I think Lascelles is probably ahead of Dan Burn in that. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, I would say yeah.
1: that. Um, what you say is, why not Isaac, lads? I, you know, again, that's our opinion. We would play Isaac, both of us. But I just think, I just think, how's going to stick with Wilson, despite you know below average performances of late. I just think he's going to stick with him. Because of the hope, one goal, and that sets him off for the rest of the season.
0: Now let's let's speak it into existence. He's going to start. He's going to start on Sunday. He can't. He can't keep ignoring him. The fans want it. The media are asking him about it. He's wanting it. Honestly, he's going to start him. Let Let's just let's just be positive.
1: And Johnny says, "I'm loving the interaction in the comments." By the way, it's great to see so many people getting involved. So thank you very much for for watching and, and putting your thoughts to us. Johnny says resting players when we are only in one competition is a bit daft. I think Miggy gets away with murder because of his goals earlier in the season. Trippier has had the most chance creations in the Premier League, but it's only because Miggy won't cross the ball. Thoughts?
0: Yeah, I think I think Miggy is becoming a little bit predictable in in his current form. I think we all know that he obviously doesn't go down there the channel and cross with his right. He likes to lay that ball off to trip me a lot, who's, you know, whipping a lot of crosses in. Um, and I think teams might have worked out that when he goes inside, he's looking for Bruno and he's, it's the give and go. So he is just becoming a little bit predictable. He can't, you can't doubt, you know, his energy and his work rate and what he does off the ball. Um, and look, if he starts finding, you know, the type of form he showed before Christmas, he keeps his place. But I just think, you know... He's maybe one that needs a rest.
1: Mm. Um Jory Tune for Life says the the, the, the webcam's out of focus. So I do think we're having a few connection issues, which means that if you're watching live, it might be a little bit blurry. So I do apologise for that, but then you don't really want to say ugly yeah, mugs anyway. But um if you listen later on the podcast, the audio will be crisp and lovely for you to hear while you're um enjoying the brew. Johnny says, Great show, by the way, lads. Thank you very much. Thank you for everyone who tunes in live and listens later on the podcast. It is much appreciated. Um, we do seem to be, you know, a bit down in the dumps, losing the final, you know, losing to Liverpool, losing the Manchester City. The league table doesn't make for for good reading. You can say Wolves did us a favour beating Spurs, but then Wolves are next to St James's Park, so they're going to be on the high. So is it really a favour? Liverpool thrashing my United seven 0 makes us feel even worse about the final and the opportunities we didn't take. As it, you know, you know, my United were not unbeatable. We just didn't really go up the level to, to test them. Give me, uh, give me some positives, Aaron.
0: Um, they've got two games in hand on Spurs, who are faltering. Massive result that like they got beat on Saturday. Um, Isaac is looking very, very good whenever he's playing. They've yes, they've lost three games in a row to big teams, but they have not looked out of place one bit against them. Um, and and they're not in Europe, so they've got. Long break, Liverpool, Manchester United, all these teams that are around them still in Europe, hopefully Tottenham beat Milan tomorrow or Wednesday whenever the place of so that they just you know sort of keep playing in this competition. There's reasons to be positive and I know that you know viewers are saying that we're being negative, there is reasons to be positive. One, they're sixth in the table, they've only dropped out of the top five for the first time since October after yesterday. They're still well on course to qualify for, if not the Champions League, the Europa League or the Conference League, which I don't think would be the worst thing in the world. I would love a stint in that competition next year. The perfect building block if you finish sixth or seventh, whatever it is you get in that competition. Um, so, there, they're, yeah, there's positives to be sure.
1: And Derek says, you're persisting with dropping our top scorer in caps <laughs> when we're desperate for goals.
0: When was the last time Mingy scored? Well, that's the point. A box, was it a Boxing yeah. Day?
1: Um, as the chairman of the McGrath Mion fan club, I don't look at those negatives, no no, look, I just think you need to rest, and I get Newcastle are desperate for goals, but that's why you bring in Isaac to get the goals, who will be fed by Murphy's crosses, (laughs) it it works out, yeah,
0: Yeah, hopefully
1: and look, the last, I mean, you know Murphy's not got a bad record against the Wolves he scored didn't he, probably one of the most important goals, Uh, it was a it was a very late equaliser, wasn't it, if I remember correctly?
0: Yeah, I think yeah. so. Yeah, free kick or something wasn't it? Look, if Jacob Murphy scores on Sunday, I will bring in a
1: I think I think if Jacob Murphy
0: starts,
1: that's the first part of if that If Jacob sentence. Murphy
0: starts, I'll buy you lunch next Monday. And if he scores, I'll buy you a cake and we'll we'll share it live on air next next Monday. Right,
1: we're off, we're off, we're off to Nando's.
0: Right, how don't start him.
1: Other fair restaurants are available. Um, tune coin phrases. Uh, to I think Willock will shine again. Um, we've got Joe saying agree on on Miggy's agreeing with Derek. I think you know uh, and not with my uh, suggestion that he's rested. Uh, JB says Miggy scored at Bournemouth. Yes, of course he did. Uh, Jordy's tune for life says yeah he scored a Bournemouth. How are the lads, Miggy. Uh, Johnny says desperate for goals and our right winger has three assists in thirty-one games. Can look at Miggie two ways. Uh, Sam says, Murphy not got a bad record against Wolves. He scored a goal. Yeah, you're just quoting us, but you know, it's a goal, isn't it? Um, right. Let's talk about then. Amanda um, Stavely, and she was at the Financial uh, Times Football Business, summit, Business yeah. summit. Again, she was there, wasn't it last year? Wasn't it the year before? Mm-hmm. I can't remember if COVID screwed the, the, the schedule up. I mean, first off, her presence at such an event, does that tell you just how much, I guess, first off, how open Newcastle United is as a club now? You know, we have a a corner who is going to go onto these platforms and explain what and where they're going to go, what they've done, how they're going to go forward. But also, it shows you the attention on Newcastle United. You know, these big summits, it is a massive, massive deal, they want Newcastle United there and they want it, they want to understand the decisions being made.
0: Yeah, look, I think, you know, very, very like that we would have ever seen. Like, actually, any of these uh, summits, you know, she's sharing the stage with some, you know, major players in football and business, which is only a good thing. I thought her comments were, you know, sent the right tone. She's very, very bullish on Newcastle wherever she goes, which is, you know, can only be a good thing. Um so yeah, very, very interested to hear what she was saying about, you know, the multi club um structure that they could potentially follow. I know Chelsea are also looking at that as well. Manchester City have, you know, I think got twelve or thirteen clubs under their city football group umbrella, which, you know, you think in, you know, time Newcastle will have as well. And these feeder clubs blow them. So yeah, you know, very, very interesting to hear what she was saying there.
1: Sure, so I mean she couldn't got it would out, but said, I I don't think so when she was asked about potential Saudi interest and in Manchester United, which is uh, which is which is good news to, to hear in terms of you know the the finance behind Newcastle United. But yeah, I mean the the multi club uh, approach is quite an interesting one. It's worked for Manchester City. Uh, I mean, what benefits do you see if indeed they do go down that route for Newcastle?
0: Um, look, it's you know as you say, City have have had wonders. They've got you know clubs in Australia, Spain, America. Um, you know they share coaches. They, you know, they're very good. You know, positions for to loan players out in. Um, it's just a model that more and more clubs are trying are trying to replicate now. Um. So yeah, look, I think it'll take a long time to come to fruition. You know, if it happens, these things it won't be overnight. But it's good to see that they've seen it work with Man City, um, and the partnerships that they've acquired there, and they're, they're going to try and bring them over here.
1: And they have the best people in place to make that work as well and you know she's clearly very ambitious she wants Newcastle to win you know, the Cups and the Premier League and, and Champions League she came on the radio after didn't she after the final and said all that uh, you know it, I mean that ambition can can only be a good thing but does it maybe does it set your stall out and you you, you know if you don't achieve it then that's an, can, can you get a negative out of that maybe
0: Um look I, I, don't, I don't think so I don't think if Newcastle you know, don't win the Champions League in the next five years. People are going to be turning on to and going, Oh, well, you know, you said it was going to happen. <laughs>
1: remember when you I went on here? Remember hearing. when
0: you went on Talksport and said we're going to win the Champions League? I don't think, you know, that'll be the case. You know, we did think when she came in, she was making all these, you know, grand promises, it could maybe come back to bite her, but so far it hasn't. Eddie Howe has got no problem with it at all. You know, he came out this week and said he was, um, you know, more than happy to share Minders' enthusiasm and, he sees it as a good thing, so yeah. Look, I think it's just good to actually have an owner who's happy to talk about Newcastle United in the public, and that we're not just hearing from you know once every two years when they're putting a you know a, a statement out in the Daily Mail.
1: Um, we've got other uh, comments coming in. We've got. I'm going to read you this comment because I think it's a really interesting one to get to. Uh, let me just find it. It's just up a little bit. So it's from Billy. Um, and he's already got his Christmas list written. He says I would not mind if the tune signed Harry Kane in the summer. I honestly think he would love life in a black and white shirt.
0: I can't can't disagree with that. I think he would look I think he would look fantastic in black and white rather than just white. Um, Are they going to be able to prize him away from Spurs this summer? I, I highly doubt that. But look, I'm sure the ownership will have you know, grand plans this summer. So. Potentially.
1: I think it's it's uh, it's quite interesting, is it, because we're looking at where Newcastle United can can strengthen in the summer, and um, you know we, we're talking about midfield, we're talking about maybe, well, clearly a striker. You then got you know the, people linking Newcastle potentially to Declan Rice, but th- these are big big money signings, and I think what is clear we are now seeing in these weeks after the giant transfer window when Newcastle United are sure, you know, in what we're talking about, it isn't. Any big surprise? It's, it's 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 reaffirming what we already knew. The big question is is just how much money they're going to be able to spend in the summer. They're clearly not going to go after Harry Kane because, you know, he's probably going to end up Manchester United, or at the very least, he's going to cost you 150 million. Someone like Declan Rice is probably going to be what well,
0: the same. Probably. Yeah. So, it,
1: how easy is it going to be to find a quality player, say like Declan Rice, but for the price tag of Bruno? It's it, it's it's going to be difficult, isn't it?
0: It's it's going to be very difficult, but look, they've they've proven so far this ownership, and you know what, it's seventeen months that they've you know f- found a knack of found in, finding finding talents for you know not pennies, but they're not breaking the bank trip. Yeah, you know, being one. Um, Dan Ashworth is obviously very very keen to sign young, hungry players that are going to first go into the under twenty ones or out on loan um, to try and stop Newcastle having to actually pay a hundred. 150 million for players, which is a very good model, but also I think what we've seen in recent games is Newcastle actually do need a bit of experience. They probably do need players of the experience of Kieran Trippier to come into this team if they want to, you know, elevate them quicker. Um, But as I say, their track record so far, you know, the fact they found Bruno for 30 odd million, Botman for 30 odd million, these players don't go on trees, but it gives you optimism for the summer that they can, you know, repeat that.
1: Uh, Roger says football fans can be fickle We are realistic passion and knowledge held over a lot of other uh, groups and their plastic fans Um, and Ian says he agrees with Roger um, it will take us a few wins in a row and we'll be back in the race and everyone forgets this blip Antonio doesn't agree with our 100 million price tag for Declan Rice
0: Um, I think think he costs more than that I think purely because of West Ham and how they see him David Moyes is obviously he spoke to us in the press conference after the West Ham game and said, "You know, after Rice had that incredible performance, and he said, if 'If you're paying 108 million or whatever it is, for Enzo Fernandez, we're going to want a lot more than that for for Declan Rice.'
1: And just finally on on potential incomings in the summer, I think pretty much everyone would have watched the seven nil thrashing of Manchester United yesterday by Liverpool and Bruno Fernandez's behaviour in the last 15 minutes or so was 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 an embarrassment in my view. You know, not even Trying yeah, in one or two of the challenges, but clearly a very very talented player, one of the best in the Premier League. And I put it to you this morning that is that the kind of sacrifice Newcastle United are going to have in the next few windows. I'm not necessarily talking about the summer, but you know a couple of years after, where they're going to have to go out and buy if they want to be at the top end of the table, top quality players. But the downside is, is their attitude isn't always like a Bruno. It isn't always like a Trippier. The downside is that they do have these moments, like we saw against Liverpool, where you're sulking. I mean, I, I, I didn't want to see the clip, but apparently, you know, he was asking why and why aren't I coming off? Mm. Which is, you know, he should be getting fined for that, in my view. But is that the kind of sacrifice Newcastle may have to make in the future, where you do have to give a little bit on the, on, on the perfect attitude, but you are going to get a top quality player
0: potentially you know Eddie Howe's tried to stick to this model that you know the personality comes before anything else the attitude has been so important for these signings um you know we saw Anthony Gordon that you know he's a player that will love to wind the opposition up and Howe still thought he was the right player you know he's clearly seen the work rate there i think as we progress the next 2 3 years if Newcastle really want to you know start fulfilling Stavley's wishes and winning premier leagues and winning champions leagues and whatever they do need that players who have maybe got, not that side to them where they're, you know, stopping like Bruno Fernandes, but their talent is more important.
1: Um, And product, because I I guess if if you're sulking, like, you know, he sulks there, but in the next game he goes and scores two and sets up one and everyone forgets about the little tantrum, so.
0: Yeah, and I think in the next couple of years that will come at Newcastle. I think there will be players who are, you know, not bigger than the club, but they're, you know. So talented that we haven't seen the likes of them for years. So I think that's a, you know, maybe not a problem, but I think that's something we might encounter in the next couple of years. But I think this summer, um, you know, it isn't vital, but I would like to see a bit more experience, you know, brought into this team. Yeah.
1: Um, Graham says James Ward Prowse would be a great signing. Yeah, I'm a big fan of of that one. Andrew suggests Conte from from Chelsea. Uh, Andrew Bell suggests Savick from Lazio. Loads of other people suggesting comments and course and we look ahead to the to the summer in the months to come. Just finally then on the Man city result, two 0 defeat. Frustrated that it ended that way because again we go back to what we were saying right at the start. Really the goals were avoidable, especially the second one, you know, all of their own making. Someone should just clattered into the Foden as well, and then you're just not taking your chances.
0: Yeah, frustrating because, as we touched on, the two goals were, were very avoidable. Newcastle, you know, at the other end, had their chances to get something. Um, really, really, I think it was disappointing the second goal because Newcastle had made three changes. They were looking very good. Isaac had had a good chance. Maxi had a good chance. And City sort of, you know, caught them out at the back and, and punished them. So, um, lessons to be learned. And look, let's zoom out. It's the champions. It's away from home. It's a good performance. But you know, they need to get up on track this Sunday.
1: They do, indeed. We'll have a preview episode with John Gibson on on Thursday, so tune in for that one. Head over to chroniclelive.co.uk to keep with it with all the latest in Cast United news, including all the reaction to the weekend result and all the build-up to the game wolves hit that subscribe button if you're on youtube plenty of content coming your way this week and if you're listening on the podcast hit the like button and leave us a rating and we will be back later in the week thank you very much for tuning in and enjoy the rest of your day